Hello, my amazing podcast friends. I am Kawanya Tende, founder of Journey Ministries, and I'm also the founder of Journey Life Coaching and Biblical Counseling, LLC. How is everyone doing? Y'all, it has been a minute. And when I tell you that I have used excuse after excuse after excuse, y'all, let me tell you. You know, I'm finishing up... um, as many of you know, my master's program, and um, I have about a month and a half, almost two months to go. And what I, Kawanya, decided to do was to fully be in and concentrate on my studies and just put all things ministry on the back burner, so to say, until I finished. Well, you know, the word says there's therefore now no condemnation. So I was not condemned, but I was convicted because there is no such thing as for me. I don't know about for anybody else, but putting things on the back burner because things that you put on the back burner, you may not be able to get back to in essence. And so for the past, I don't know, maybe a month or so. Um, I have been talking to a friend about the podcast and what I wanted to do. And I was going to wait until after I finished this program, blah, 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 blah. But y'all, I have been convicted because when God calls you to do something, you cannot put your time or your parameters on it or around it to fit your schedule. Yes, you do have to plan things out. But when God is calling you to do something... There is someone that needs to hear a word from me, a word from Journey Ministries. And I have allowed my studies, um, what he is allowing me to go through, to cloud everything that I am doing and that I'm supposed to be doing. So I am back, y'all. I am back. And I am thankful for all that I have gone through all that I am going through and all that I am going to go through for the sake of Journey Ministries. Life has been good, y'all, but it has not been without its challenges. And I can tell you, if I can be authentic with you, I am smack dab in the middle of something where I am trusting God, be not beyond, but with everything in me, with every fiber in me. And I don't know about you all, but sometimes, you know, when we have this big task before us, what we have a tendency to do is say that we trust him. But in essence, we don't trust him because we keep, you know, the wheels keep turning in my mind. Okay, well, what can I do to help him out? And I had to stop and ask myself the question, okay, Kawanya, are you going to totally trust God like you quote unquote say you do? Or are you going to help him out and make a bigger mess of what it is you are trusting him to do? And so as I have been spending time in prayer, as I have been spending time, you know, and just meditating and listening and hearing from God, you know, it, I have to trust him. I have to trust him with everything within me. Because if I don't start trusting him, then, you know, to me, I'm walking, I'm walking this faithless life. And yes, faith 
with our faith, we have to put wings on it. We have to put legs on it. We have to do something. But when it's a, a big task and you don't know who, what, or where, it's time to totally trust him. And, you know, as I'm moving forward in this program and, you know, coming, I'm just winding down with three more classes. Um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what I've learned because I have hit it hard. I have doubled up and I have hit it hard. But all at the same time, I'm like, okay, Lord, I may begin to have every degree that there is out there, but I want to put that degree to work. And yesterday, um, which was Friday, April the 14th, I had the privilege and honor to um, sit in at the Lynchner State Jail um, in one of our classes with my full-time job. And as I looked around the room, you know, at these men who were all in white and were serving time, I think there may have been maybe four or five, maybe just a handful um, that will be releasing within, you know, six months, six months or fewer. And then the rest maybe have a year and then some, you know, a couple more years. But as I looked around the room and I was able to speak to these men, you know, white signifies, you know, cleansing. And so as I, I told them, I used the same scripture I just opened up with. There's therefore now no condemnation because God spared their lives. He spared their lives, not in the way that they thought it might, their lives might have been spared, but he placed them right there for such a time as this to save them because Ordinarily, if they were out, a lot of them said, you know, they probably wouldn't be here, but he saved them. And I talked to them about shame and how they shouldn't feel, you know, be filled with shame. You did what you did. Yes, it was wrong. You're paying your debt to society, but our Heavenly Father forgives. And I told them, you have to forgive yourself. And I know what this means. I know how they feel. I know I don't know how they feel from a masculine, you know, point of view, but from having done, you know, been there, done that. And I don't care if it was six months or six years. I always say when the doors close, the sound is still the same. You still have to wake up and give a number that you are assigned. You have to eat when you're told to eat. You have to clean when you're told to clean. There is no freedom. But even in the midst of being incarcerated, there is a freedom that can be expressed. And as I heard each of them say, you know, tell, talk about what went well for them, what didn't go well. These men were full of hope. They were full of promise. They were full of knowing that regardless as to where they are, they're blessed to be in a faith-based dorm that allows them to come and hear the word. And we also talked about, okay, you can get all the word you want to. 
You can be full, I mean, just full to the brim and overflowing, but your test, your, excuse me, your faith is not tested until you walk out those doors into what they call the free world, which isn't free because everything you do has a cost associated with it. But, you know, it was just, it was amazing to be in the atmosphere. There was no fear. There was no judging. There was no condemnation. There was no rejection. There was no, oh my God, I don't know how you could have done it. There was none of that for me. Because y'all, I've experienced all that. I have experienced all of that, both from having been incarcerated over 30 years ago, and even in life, as of you know the past few years, people will always have something negative to say. But you know what, my thing is this, when you point that finger at someone, when you talk about people, when you don't understand people and all that, you have three fingers pointing back at you. So what needs to happen is that you have to take care of you and pray for people that you quote unquote feel have wronged you or hurt you in some kind of way because you have to take inventory of you. Nobody is out to deliberately hurt you. In some instances they are, you know, there, there are people out there that are intentional about hurting, but I'm talking about from a point of view where, you know, if it's friendships or if it's a church or your job, I don't believe that people are intentionally you know, planning to hurt you. But when hurts do come, I have always had short accounts. I've made sure that if I'm upset with someone or if I'm hurt or whatever, I look at it, you know, I, I, I mourn and then I move on because I don't want anything to take root inside of me. That bitterness. No, I don't want that. And you can, you can tell when people, um, how can I say this? You can tell when people still have something, an ought, let's use that. Like the Bible says, an ought against you because they won't talk to you. They won't speak to you. Um, it's almost like they just, they have cut you off based on what they thought you have done to them. And when I tell you, I have experienced this within the past year, it is, (laughs) And, and by people that, you know, I thought would never do this, you know, and, and, and it's okay. You know, my prayer for, for them is Lord bless them, continue to bless them, continue to lift them up, continue to meet their needs, continue to, to work in their lives, continue to, um, you know, work things, all things out for their good. Bless them, Lord, exceedingly and abundantly. That's my prayer for people that have an odd against me for whatever reason. And y'all, just the whole reentry ministry as a whole is where my heart is. Because I may be on the outside being shamed and rejected and feeling lonely. But I also know how these men and women are feeling on the inside. They, some of them are hopeless. Some of them are shame filled. Some of them have been rejected by family members and, and society. But I know that we serve a God that can take us under his wings, 
under the shadow. He's like a shadow. He is the almighty. He can protect us. He can protect our minds. And this only happens when we surrender to him. And having a surrendered life, man, it is a daily process. It is not something that, you know, you confess your sins and, and, and you believe in your heart that God sent his son Jesus to die. And then on the third day, he rose. it goes further than that. Yes, that is the key. But living a surrendered life, it takes so much more than a lot of times we're willing to give. And I'm guilty of that. Because, you know, when I started my educational journey way back in 2014, you know, at first I was all about making sure that I spent ample amount of time in my studies because I wanted to make all A's. And when I went back to school, at first I didn't make all A's. There were some classes that I, that were challenging to me because I had been out of school, I think some 28 years. But as I began to get in the rhythm, get into the flow of okay, I'm back in school. This is what needs to be done. This is the time that needs to be done. You know, my focus was, I mean, I was all in. And the thing is, I didn't spend enough time with God. All I kept saying was that, oh yeah, he knows my heart. Well, yeah, he knows my heart. He knows all of our hearts. And so as I began to progress, after I got the associates, I was like, Lord, I don't want, if I'm going to be in school, I don't want to spend more time on my studies than I do with you because you are the one that's giving me the the keenness and the brightness and the insight and, and the retaining of what I need to know, what I need to learn. And my prayer is, Lord, let me be an A student. I want to be have complete, I want my transcript to be A, 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 A. And y'all, that's what it has been looking like, even in this master's program, all A's. And I'm saying this because when you put anything before the Lord, anything, it becomes an idol. And I don't want idols in my life. So I have learned throughout my educational journey to balance out. It's always going to be more of him and less of me. Because when it's less of me, he fills me up and he equips me and he gives me everything that I need to move forward. So y'all, there no more excuses. No more excuses. When he told me to do to uh, start this podcast a year and three months ago, consistency was the key. And I was, you know, I fell off a couple of times. But y'all, I cannot because I know that somebody out there, I have so many, you know, people that are listening and there is just, you know, I've always said if it's just one word or a sentence or a paragraph that someone hears that will allow change or transformation of the heart, the soul and the mind, that's what it's, I mean, that's worth it to me. So my you know, my, um, I don't, I don't know. My advice to you would be this. If God has called you to something, don't put it on the back burner. Just incorporate it into everything else that you're doing so that you are heeding the call that you're not neglecting the gift that he has given you. You let your light shine no matter what. If it's just one follower, one person that hears, that's all that matters. 
because you never know what that person is going through or has gone through. And the words that you have spoken via the anointing of the Holy Spirit can do in their lives. So y'all, I'm back. I'm so excited as to what God is going to do, not only through the um, this podcast, but through Journey. There is so much happening. Um, I'm not at liberty to really just put it out there yet, but there's so much happening. And I'm so, I'm so excited. You know, every time I think about this dream that he placed on the inside of me 10 years ago and how, you know, like the layers of an onion, we pull it back. He has had to prepare me and, you know, get my character to where I could hold all this and do all that he's calling. There was some preparation that needed to be done. And when I look back, all I can say is thank you, Jesus, because I wasn't always ready. I wasn't. And, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to move when he, um, on, on our own timing and not his timing. And when we do, we make a mess of it because things don't always go right. And in ministry, yes, there are going to be times when things are slack and you don't know how, what, when, where, or who, but we have to trust. We have to trust that if we are doing what he has called us to do, everything, everything will be supplied. It's not going to come like we look like, you know, what we think it should look like, but it's coming. And that's my trust with this whole thing that I'm dealing with. I am trusting him. My wheels have stopped. The brakes have been pumped and I'm not going to try to figure out, but I'm just going to trust. And, and I've said it. I said it yesterday, the day before, the day before that, Lord, okay, this is yours. You know, I'm doing my part. So father, I trust that you will intervene when the time is needed. So y'all, thank you for listening. I appreciate you all so much. And just remember, I'm back. I'm back. Um, And I'm just, you know, going to allow the Holy Spirit to just continue to lead and guide. And if you would share this podcast, share the Journey Ministries podcast. It is an amazing podcast because it's from an amazing woman of God. When he created me, he did not make any mistakes. And I thank God for that. So you all be blessed. And if you'd like any information on the ministry, you can visit the website at www.journey, that's J-E-R-N-E, ministries.com. If you need to send me an email for prayer requests or you just need to talk because I am um, a counselor, um, you can email me at journeyministries at gmail.com or, you know, you can send a contact through the website. Or you can text me, 832-290-9356. I am available for you. Everything about me is on my website. Um, and I think I'm getting ready to upload, have um, my web designer, <clears throat> excuse me, upload all these podcasts to the website so that they're um, on there as well. But if you if you need prayer, if you need counsel, if you need coaching, I'm here for you. Just feel free to reach out. You all enjoy your day. Enjoy this beautiful weekend. And until next week, be blessed.